Hello and welcome to the Dublin Nurse Podcast. I'm your host as always, Jonathan Giles. Um, I'm joined this week by my regular guest to the show, um, Eamon Donnelly. How are you, Pat? Ah, Jonathan, Jonathan, even Craig, even Matt. Chelsea you know, I was watching Emmerdale Farm there. We used to watch it in Leeds United. Uh, apparently, they're going to do a, a soap opera for London in a few years' time. Ah, on the East End. Ah. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm in good spirits. Um, and, you know, bloody but unbowed, as they'd say. You know? <clears throat> <laughs> Not your usual Tato Crisp. <laughs> um, I'm also joined by Craig Smith. How are you, Craig? Johnny, how are you keeping? I see you're going into meltdown mode, so we'll get to you soon. Um, <laughs> no meltdowns, no meltdowns. <laughs> and also um, by our new guest into his tour show now, um, Matt Bourne, how are you, Matt? All right, mate, how are you? Not too bad. Thanks for joining me tonight. No worries. As always. Um, <clears throat> only a few more uh, shows to go, lads. Um, this one next Monday and then the final week. And then um, we've got our quiz night again, Friday, June the 2nd. So something for them. We're going to try to get the fans involved as well, the viewers and listeners from here as well. So I hope it'll be a good night. And um, hopefully we get a few more that than we did, that we didn't get the last time. So um try to make it go down the season um show. Um as always you can catch our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel, uh Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and Facebook. Um check out our sister show Beyond the Last Man. But Martin's done, but he hasn't done one in a while, so hopefully you get um one out soon enough. Um he's just looking for guests, so if any of you are interested, stick your hand up now. <laughs> Let's watch the arse of women. They mightn't break her heart like um our own. <laughs> um check out our sponsor, Bannon Sports Direct. They have a good range of um earning gear, so uh, check them out. Um and check out our friends at showsarsal.com. They're um, well over a thousand subscribers now, so they're fine. And Pat McLaughlin is doing a good job. And also, um, check out the, the River Bar in Dublin City Centre where you can catch our last couple of games in the Premier League. Um, I know myself and Matt are going on Saturday for the 540 game against Forest. Are you heading yourself, Eamon? Uh, I'm undecided on that at the moment. Um, it depends on a few things, you know. Um, maybe. We'll be watching the game, you know. Yeah. And um, Craig, are you heading in yourself or? I, I I'm actually working, so of course I won't be. <laughs> right, so it looks like it's me and Matt. So. Yeah, guys, working the weekends, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, there's, there's plenty in there. Plenty of people in there. Yeah, it's it's been a great atmosphere all season long. So yeah. hopefully that continues. Um, on tonight's show, we'll be reviewing our three 0 um home defeat to Brighton. And also previewing the Nottingham Forest game on Saturday, uh, 5.30 on Sky Sports Premier League. Um, straight into the show. Um, goals by Nciso, Undab and Estupanan for um, Brighton in the second half. Um, the result didn't really uh, flatter, flatter them at all. Um, myself and Eamon were at the I thought we were second best to every ball on Sunday. Um, Brighton just stifled us really. Their their pressing was really good on Odegaard and Saka was well marshalled by Casido and Estupinan. 
Um, this, what can you say by the about the three goals? Just, just poor. The fourth one was really bad in C, so it was not marked the box. Um, Undev had, I don't know, he put an early walk the ball in. He, he had that much time to finish it off as well. Finished over at Ramsdale and <coughs> the Stupin and goal. Ramsdale should have just parried it well away. It was a bad save, you know. And lucky he's not the only one that falls Sunday, Ramsdale, you know. But the ball out to Trossard and but I don't know why Trossard was trying to flick the ball past. I think it was Gross or, or Callister. Can't remember now. But it's just just sloppy from us on Sunday. Um, I thought the result against Everton, the Everton result, City game, sorry, against Everton the results played on their minds a bit. Um, I think they know the league has got it's over probably before Sunday, but it's completely over now in my opinion. Uh, the league will be over by Saturday evening. I think Forrest probably got something against us as well. Um. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we lost that one as well. Um, just really shocking, you know. Um, I was really disappointed now with the lads on Sunday. Um, I thought Alden didn't play well at all. Um, Craig, I go to you. You're at the match. Um, what, what, how did you see it from your seat? Yeah, look. Um, I thought we told me where to start. To be honest, with you. it was just one of them games where you know you're kind of lost for words. Um, you know, starting lineup, um, Tierney coming in for Zinchenko. You know, Zinchenko gets a lot, gets a lot of stick. You know, looks sometimes maybe rightly so for the way he uh, gets cut out sometimes defending, but he offers you so much going forward. Um, especially in midfield, as you know, the tour man. I mean, we really missed that. You could see it in the build-up play. You know, in the first half, <clears throat> even the whole game. I should say, you know, we didn't create enough. You know, we normally at home we normally have six, seven good opportunities, but you know, I could maybe count on one hand the amount of opportunities we had that were actually decent, maybe two or three of them that were, you know, you might have got a goal from. Um first half, I think was pretty even. Uh midfield done done fairly well. Um McAllister, you know, is a great player, so whoever gets them, whether it's looks like Liverpool and Man United are, are both in from, so you know, whoever gets him is, is getting a very good player. Um, the fourth half as well, Matoma played in the right hand side up against uh, Tierney, and he didn't get a sniff. I think after about 30 35 minutes, he switched wings and he went to the left hand side, and he got a lot of joy out of Ben White. Yeah. Ben White is probably one of Ben White's poorest games for Arsenal. I don't know, I've been a big fan of Ben White all season, I think he's been very good, but you know, it, it, it kind of in this game, it kind of showed that Ben White, you know, is, is still a very inexperienced right back. Um, so maybe coming into the summer it might be a position that we might get another, another player in, you know, right back uh, or centre half. We might be able to play uh, on uh, the right back as well. But um, fourth half, yeah, I thought it was pretty even. I thought putting a goal either way. The the game was very very soft start. I don't know if you felt that in the stadium, but the atmosphere couldn't get going. And um, the team couldn't kind of generate a rhythm. And I, I, you know, fair play to Brighton. I think they kind of. They stopped play a good bit, you know, their players are going down and they were quite solid, you know, they weren't open. Um, whereas the week beforehand, they got tumped 5 1 against Everton. Um, so it's a funny game of football, you know, they can lose 5 1, 5 1, 5 2 to Everton, sorry, and then they can come and beat us 3 0. Uh, but um, I was gonna say, I was just gonna say one thing, you know, like, yes, the league is gone now and Man City are gonna win the weekend and they'll probably, you know, be confirmed the champions, but the game wasn't lost, the league wasn't lost in this game. The league was lost you now with the result that Anfield 
um, West Ham and Southampton. You know, them three games kind of messed the league up for us. You know, and look, like the only kind of positive we can take from this is that next year, if we're in this position, we might have learned, squad might have learned something, the players and the manager. So I think a few of the substitutions he's made and maybe team selection um, that he's went for for the games, uh, you know, maybe didn't do us any favours. But again, I'm just hoping that come next this time next year or, or down the line, hopefully we're fighting for the league in the next few years that uh, we can learn from this. But uh, second half, Brighton absolutely destroyed us. You know, they're a super, super, super team. Zerbi hasn't played some great football. Some smashing players, you know, like any any team from your league will take any of their players. You know, they're that good. Even the substitutions that come on, you know, I think the Troiger on Dave scored a goal that was Brett Trossard's and Ramsdale's mistake. Um, but, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't even know what else to say about the second half, but just come the summer, I think uh, we definitely need a few reinforcements that are Premier League proven that can maybe push us on now because I think even though the squad has got us very far this year and challenged for the league, I think there's a, a five or six there that can go be pushed on and sold and uh, get better, better, you know, get better and um, stronger kind of solid players in that can uh, maybe help us challenge the easy going forward. Yeah, it's hard as well. The tackle by Caicedo with Martinelli when he got injured was um, a bad one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bad one. You know, Caicedo played right back. You know, that's not his position. You sent her mid, so it just shows you how good that player is. Um, I think there was a reason we were in for him in January, you know, hoping he could probably get ahead of the, uh, the others that may want him in the summer. Um, sorry, the dog is the dog is howling there now. He's going to get a kick in his <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, he's a special player, and hopefully we can get him in the summer along with Rice. But, um, yeah, it'd be difficult. I think a lot of teams are in looking at him. Did anyone stand out for you um, play? Um, they were really poor. I know on Sunday, yeah. I, um, I'd struggled now to get a man of the match over myself. But... Really struggling now, to be honest with you. Which is poor because yeah. we I, haven't I, I, had this in weeks. But you know what? I, I'll give it to Reese Nelson because yeah. for the 20 minutes, 25 minutes he was on, he, he did, did very well. Yeah, yeah. the rest, yeah, yeah. Didn't do, he's creative. Didn't yeah, do you know, um. But the goals you can see that Johnny, you know, they, they were they were very poor. We we've been at home, especially, you know, there's only one team that can see the more goals than us at home, and that's Southampton. And that's an app that that's disgraceful record. You know, for a team that wants to be challenging for titles, never mind getting top four, that has to improve, you know. I don't, I don't know what it is, I don't know, maybe if it's the pressure at home, if it's you know, playing away, do we concede less because you know there's less pressure to win away, maybe. I, I don't know if yeah. I can put my finger on it, but that's something next year we definitely need to improve on. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> I know Eamon sat beside me as well. We play better away than we do at home. You know, the pressure just be lifted. Yeah, mm. um, yeah look, <clears throat> they've given us so many good things to shout about this season. You know, we've only lost five games and the five we lost, we were well and truly beaten. So that says a lot as well, you know. Mm. <clears throat> um, Eamon, you were sitting beside me on Sunday. Um, how did you see it from your uh, your perspective? It's, it's it's weird because I don't think you can do a whole lot of analysis on this game because it's very simple. We were second best in all departments. That's the analysis. 
Eamon. Which is second best in all departments. That's why you can't pick a man of the match. We were second best in all departments. Do, do, do uh, you think the game's lost before the game started, Eamon? What's that? Do you think the Man City results... Well, I was going to get on to that. Um, what I was going to say was that the devastation that Man City inflicted on everything, I think, actually did kind of bring a whole funereal thing to the game, you know? Probably with the team, and even the crowd were a bit flat, uh, and the crowd hadn't been, been flat uh, all season. Um, it's, I don't think it's that we gave up. I think we tried. We, we, we tried okay, but I just think that subliminally, I just think we went out with the league lost. Mm. And, you know, I can understand that. Because as a fan, I went out with the league lost. So the human brain is the human brain. It doesn't matter whether you're a fan or a player. If the human brain thinks the league is lost as a fan, mm. you can imagine that the players probably felt the same thing. And we were just a bit flat. Um, and you can try and do your best to combat that. And, okay, the first half was even enough. But we just looked like a team that wasn't believing that we were going to win the day. Right? And I can understand that totally. In fact, I had a point at half time, which I never do. And it was almost <laughs> as if I was kind of going, well, you gave us a great dream, lads. And I know it's over, you know? Mm. So... It was a bit like if we had gone one nil up, one of one or two of those half chances we had in the first half, it would have brought everything to life, I think. And that didn't happen. And I think we all knew when it was nil nil at half time, the dream is over. You know? Um but I have to say it has been brilliant this season. The team allowed us to dream for the first time in seasons. In many, many, many years, since 2007, eight, they allowed us to dream this year, you know? And it's always a bit bit of a punch in the solar plexus when the dream goes flat. Um, but they've given us, a, they've given us a lot of stuff this year. And isn't the fellas like Jamie Carragher, right? Or Carragher, as they call him in, in Liverpool, right? And Arsenal don't have what it takes because they play too emotionally. Well, I'll tell you one thing. He didn't know what it took. He never won a Premier League. You know? Yeah. And maybe if he'd played more emotionally, he might have. Like, are you seriously telling me that we didn't enjoy the emotional void of all those exciting wins with the, with, the, with, with the team connecting with the crowd and us all getting on board? The emotion that that team has given us this season has been unbelievable. And Matt and I kind of... Matt, we spoke uh, at the Newcastle game when we were sitting together and we kind of knew this mightn't happen. Probably yeah. won't. But we were so proud of the, the way the team went out against Newcastle and, yeah. and, and, and the emotional journey that it's given us. Yeah. Um, and, and, and who could say they didn't enjoy that? And I got back to a game I was at under the Illinois Emery uh, reign, early doors. I was away at Fulham. And we won 4 or 5-1 when Ramsey got that brilliant goal. That was a bing, bong, bing. And we all, the fans all start singing, we've got our Arsenal back. Which I thought was incredible disrespect to what Wenger had done over many, many years. Yeah. And we've got our Arsenal back. As if Wenger took our Arsenal away. Come on, lads. Let's get real. You know, Wenger gave us our Arsenal. He gave us our Arsenal. George Graham gave us our Arsenal. Herbert Chapman gave us our Arsenal. 
you know. And but what I can definitely say is this season, when we all get over the disappointment, we have our Arsenal back. We have our Arsenal back. The trajectory that we're on, and I think Craig touched on this. We ran out of squads. Learn, add, improve. And last season we used the whole that we had from not getting into top four to make us better. This season, let's use the hurt we had from just coming short to make us better again. Add quality players to the squad. I'm not so sure about Craig's point, and this is just a view, Craig, um, about Premier League proven. Um, I think it's a, it's, it's a kind of a mix and balance. Trossard was Premier League proven. I think he's done very well for us. Jorginho was Premier League proven. I think he's done very well for us. Um, but there was a meltdown when we didn't get Mudrick. He's not proven anywhere. No? So, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's kind of a mix and match, Craig. I think it's, it's, it's more of um, get an eye for a player who you look at over the next three or four years, who you think has all of the tools to make a difference. And if you can add somebody who's Premier League proven, great. Fantastic. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you to, to a sense. Like, I, I do agree it has to be a mix, you know, but I think this summer... Because of you know where we finished in the league, we finished second very strongly, challenging for the league. I think the caliber of player we have to go for this summer is a lot higher than we have in the past season. So I don't think I don't think going for you know 20, 21 year olds and spending money on them. I don't I don't think I think we're kind of past that now. Like I think the likes of Royce, Caicedo, etc. Are the players we should be going for now to help us push on. Because you know I I, I get your point in the mix, you know, but if you go for a 21, 22 year old, say from Spain or England or Italy, say just for for example, we don't know what they're going to do as well as a person that there's no bankers and anything. If you go for a Premier League proven player, there's no yeah. guarantee. But I just think if you get to Massey's level, I think we have to get a bright Premier League. No, no, we understand that. Like, I mean, I've talked about the five phase plan for the last three weeks, right? And we're at the stage now where we've ticked all the boxes on the trajectory we're on. And we need to add better players to what we have. The question is, who are they? <clears throat> I think that the, um, the the current structure of Edu and Arteta has done quite well in that department. Now, we all talk about Rice and Casado. You can't get a two of them. You can't get it. Any, any Arsenal fan who thinks we can get Rice and Casado is delusional. No, I'm not. I'm not saying we're no, going to get. No, them. I haven't. I didn't. I'm not talking about you being delusional. I'm talking about the wider world. I'm. I'm saying it's one or the other. Because remember, we have come up short against a team whose gross domestic product as a club is bigger than some countries. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. They have two teams. They can replace world class with world class, but on a word of optimism. Most of their main stays are 31 plus. Mm. There's going to come a time when they're going to reach to the toolbox and it's not going to be there. Gunnigan, 31. De Bruyne, 31. Mares hitting 32. You know, so we've we've got to we've got to trust what we're doing, right? And I think trust what I think you're right, Craig. You, you want if you could get um, players who are Premier League proven. At 24, 25 years of age, it would be absolutely ridiculous. Definitely, Royce would be a great signing. Absolutely yeah. great signing. 
Uh, and I think he will fit into our DNA. What's that? Do you think it will happen or do you think it's going to be another Modric saga? Uh, I would say probably yes. That's inside information there. Yeah. I wouldn't think so, but I'm reading the guys who do have inside information and I think it's probably more likely than not. Yeah. And I think that would be a great thing. And then if we can pick up other guys, you know, um, the skeleton department at Arsenal, they're not mugs. Mm. And before you ask me, Johnny, Craig got it spot on. The only person I could give man of the match to was Reese Nelson because he did genuinely inject something into the game that we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in fairness, when he did start to start against Forrest and uh, Bournemouth in particular, he got goals there, didn't he? You know, anytime he's been given the chance this season, he, he has, he probably more than likely might m- move on in the summer, you know. Um, no, but I like him, yeah. He's a... Uh, we were just able to class by the better team, and that shows how far Brighton has come under the Serbia. You know, um, they, 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 I think, in my opinion, they don't deserve to be where they are in the, the table. They, they're more, they look more like a top four team to where they possess the ball and all. They, it's different when you're at the match, when you're at a match live, you know, you see it from a different view than on the telly. You know, they're so tall and so athletic, me and Eamon just pointed that out to each other at the match Brighton are so fit and so strong every one of them, you know, even Evan Ferguson looks like a tank and he's only 18 you know um, Matt, sorry, you've been waiting a while to come on um, dis- disappointing results on Sunday, Matt, uh, how did you see it from the TV? <laughs> it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's streets apart I suppose from the last couple of weeks when we've talked, you know, we were all upbeat and everything yeah. was and we were still in with a shout and now it just feels like a funeral and everything else well I think I think perspective wise and both of the lads have brought up different points in relation to it but um, if we were if we were you know guaranteed fourth at this stage we'd be fucking celebrating you know Um, and that's what we wanted you know Uh, eighth eighth fifth second is a fantastic return Um, you know for the last for the last four seasons uh, and throw an FA Cup into there as well. Um, I think uh, I want to apologise for my prediction uh, of 3 0. I didn't realise it would go the other way, but there you go. Um, I thought um, I thought Brighton did to us what Newcastle wanted to do to us, and we didn't let them. Yeah. So I think I think Newcastle that could have been a Newcastle game. Uh, on Sunday and we didn't let Newcastle do that to us but we just let Brighton run all over us and they deserved every bit of it they deserved every bit of it we were sloppy uh, our passing in the final, final third was very bad um, I think uh, Matoma Craig said about Matoma when he went over to the other side White could not handle him at all now I don't that is a reflection on Ben White per se because he's been He's had a fantastic, fantastic season. Um, but he just got outdone. You know, I, that, that was his worst game since his debut, basically. And everything everything went wrong uh, in the game. I, t- I totally agree with the lads. I had it written down here. Nelson's cameo. Uh, he's the only bright star in the whole, in the whole performance. Uh, I thought they were sloppy everywhere. Saka and Odegaard. 
weren't um, weren't playing well. They weren't connecting as well as they usually do. Um, there was some very sloppy passing in around the box. But look, lads, we it, it's it's a very very uh, you know it's a it's a it's a tough lesson in the Premier League. We went we went the last eight months toe to toe with a club like Eamon said who have the GDP of a small country, you know? We went toe-to-toe with them. Nobody else could, you know? Everybody else fell away. Uh, look what's happened to Chelsea this year. Look what's happened to Liverpool this year. I know Liverpool are pushing pushing on a little bit now. But we went toe-to-toe with City. Liverpool did that for a few seasons in a row and got one title out of it, you know? we This is our first time doing it. Like Eamon said, our squad is very young. City squad is getting old. And uh, the future's bright, you know. A few a few additions to the to the uh, squad in the summer, I think, can make a massive difference. Uh, the club has made me very proud this year, and I know it has everybody else. Um, and we've got to build on that, you know. It is what it is. Only one per, only one team can win the Premier League, and if you're up against a team who, um, you know, could outspend Luxembourg, then what do we do? You know, this is it. We have to just put up with it and be happy with our Champions League for now. I know of Tottenham fans uh, have been bombarding me all weekend and today with abusive messages. Um, but look, it is what it is. And we have to just build on it next year. We've still got a very, very young squad there. We've got some amazing, amazing players. You look at you look at Saka and Martinelli and Odegaard and um you know the way the way they have played this season and, and scored this season. We score from all over the pitch this season. We're very high scoring midfielders. Uh, it's just been fantastic. You know players like Xhaka who have, for whatever reason, just turned into superstars. <laughs> you know that we never expected. Yeah. You know players who were going to leave, players who you never thought would show good, uh, showed good this year. But we've got to build on it and we've got to add to the squad. And we've got to be deeper. You know, we've got to be able to, as good as Reese Nelson was when he came off the bench here today, we want to be bringing on your Declan Royces, you know, uh, and your Casados or whatever else, you know. Um, I think, I think um, in the, in the, certainly in the first half of the game, uh, I, Eamon said this last week uh, against Newcastle, that we did more with our possession. We created more chances with our possession. Brighton were better. But we created more when we had the ball uh, and then just fell apart for the second half. Brighton completely outrun us and absolutely deserved it. And Jonathan, uh, you're dead right. A team like Brighton deserves to be up higher in the league. You know, yeah. they really do. They've been absolutely fantastic what they built there. And uh, fair play to them. They totally outplayed us. It was absolutely, you know, hands up. <laughs> Nothing we can do about it. You know, we just move on. But we're... we're uh, you know, City are going to win the league now probably the weekend. Uh, but with three games to go, we have taken them all the way. Yeah, I, I think it's a warning shot for the game in hand coming up Man City against Brighton. Mm. They yeah. won't have it all their own way, Man City against them, you know. No. Um, I think they'll, they probably will edge out Brighton, but I think it'll be a closer uh, affair than what Everton gave uh, Man City. Everton seemed to just cave in after half an hour. And you even look, you even look at the, you know, before Sunday, I was looking at the recent scores, and I had it in my head about the West Ham, but like the Liverpool away, you take a draw at Anfield, you know, 
I know. They, they, they made a point, Matt, in the Telegraph today. Sam Dean is the, he seems to be an arse reporter for them, as he always reports, you know, on the arse maps. He was saying it was Shaka's getting Ryan, Ryan and the Andrew crowd up with no, that. You have to agree well, with him. If that, did, if that didn't happen, if that didn't happen, he wouldn't have to win that game. Put it on, you know, and it was a stupid thing he'd done. And no. he went there and put. Disagree. That's disagree. just lazy journalism. Yeah, I disagree. Lazy journalism. It is, it is a fair point. The usual though, easy soft target. Get away with yourself. I'm not having it. Yeah. It's yeah. He, he, like, he lifted the Anfield crowd. He has to put it on either. He has to I'll tell you, Sam Dean, you're talking about the this is the world according to Eamon all hail absolutely and I'm not by the way I'm not the, if you play back that show your own show that you host <laughs> here we go if you play back that show you and I both agreed that that was nonsense so don't come on here on your own show <laughs> now taking a backtrack like the whole thing against Liverpool was a collective we did they got a goal before half time they pushed us backwards you can see what they've done since They've won seven games on the trot. And they've hammered teams. They've hammered teams, right? Look at the with the Granite Jack in the back. That's all Jamie Carher, Sam Dean, Rod Little <laughs> nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And if you want to bring this show down to those levels, Grant, if you want to go down and sink, sink to the depths that Jamie Carher goes to, man, you know, I'm only trying to give you an intelligent opinion here. Well, Johnny's looking for Jamie Carragher's job. <laughs> yeah. Well, if he starts spitting outside of cars at women, yeah, well, he can have it. You know? Yeah, no, the reason what I was saying there, anyway, in relation to that, before this went totally to shit. I, 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 can't, I can't sit beside Damon at another match again as well. You know, a few weeks ago, we went to Anfield, we drew 2 2. And, uh, we were all just very disappointed because we were 2 0 up, but you take a draw at Anfield any day. Absolutely. I think it's because we were 2-0 up, Matt. It was oh, just so annoying. You know? I know. Absolutely, I get it. I think, but if you look at the West Ham and the Southampton games, when we, you know, we drew the two games that we should have won, you know, even if we won them two games, City's goal difference is so far superior to us anyway. So it wouldn't, you know, them games wouldn't have mattered winning them two games as such. I think just to stir it up a little bit, uh, when you talk about the Xhaka incident, um, that could have went either way. That incident. That could have roiled. That could have got Liverpool shaken, or it could have got us shaken, or whatever. You know, I don't think there's any reflection on Granit Xhaka in relation to changing anything there. He came out the next game and he was an absolute superstar. 
Are you listening? Are you listening? I can't hold anything against any Arsenal player this season. Uh, you know, considering the performances they put in, they've just been phenomenal. Um, you know, Ramsdale, Ramsdale, for instance, uh, again, he put out a very bad pass there on Sunday uh, to give away, was it the second or the third goal? The second goal. Pass out to Trossard. And, you know, he does a lot of that in games where he plays that little sharp ball out and players have lost out in it and we've conceded from it. I think he needs to work on that. But, you know, you're looking at a goalkeeper here who nobody thought would be any sort of keeper. He has been phenomenal, you know. Uh, Xhaka, of course, is coming towards the... I think if he, if he stays for one more season, he might. I think I think Matt uh, Fabrizio just came out here this evening and said that he's going to summer to Leverkusen. This summer? Yeah. Is he? Oh. All right. Is that right? Uh, your man, Fabrizio Romano. Yeah. 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 Uh, listen to him. Yeah, he won't go. Uh, but Johnny, I'm not being funny... If anyone's right, it's normally our man for Viso. He, so. he told us that. You know, I, I, I always go with Ornstein. He's pretty accurate when it comes to these things. Yeah, I don't. So, think, I think he'd be. No, mad. Johnny, I, I believe he's gone. The club, the club have had enough from now. You know, he, he had one good. Is it because of the Liverpool we incident? Need to, we need to move on now from the likes of Jacket. Sorry, Craig. Sorry, Craig. Don't stop you there. What do you mean he's had one good season? No. He was outstanding <laughs> last season as well. <laughs> I wouldn't agree with that. You even had the same haircut as him. I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't agree. I wouldn't agree that he's been outstanding for his career. Like he, he, he had a decent exactly career. Clear. I said he was outstanding last season, and he's outstanding this but, season. To be I don't honest, think he was outstanding last year. He's not. He isn't a class midfielder. But he, when he did the fourth season, he joined Craig. He was brilliant. When he scored, let me tell you something about Granite Xhaka. He is the guy that every young player says has been an inspiration to them. Yeah. Don't, don't estimate what that can do in the dressing room. Yeah. Right. So we can get all these careless kicker balls that you think are fantastic, right? But don't underestimate what character can do. The character that Granit Xhaka has shown since the day I was there when Arsenal fans were an absolute disgrace. Disgrace. Booing them all. I'm not, I'm not saying... I was, I was in the ground that day. No, I was in the ground that day and I actually turned around and got into a row with people who, to my mind, have no business being in the ground. Booing your own players off. Let's have the conversation about it afterwards and, and say they were crap. That's fine. But when you're in the stadium, you have no place booing your own players off. And you know, if that's what football has become, do you know what? I'll just watch it on television from now on. And I've got to no, tell look. you. <laughs> seven years this year. He has had a decent career at Arsenal, but like, let, let's not forget, lads. He did let us, let us down a lot of matches before with red cards and that. You know, so yeah. I can remember that sort of thing. But, yeah. It looks like he is moving on this summer. Oh, I think we will get another maybe two centimetres in to replace him. But, you know, look, he, he, you know, if you have to mark his career with 10 at Arsenal, I'll give him a seven, you know, which is fairly good, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's easy. I think it's easy to look back on the season now. You know, like a week ago, we were talking about how great all the players were, how, how fantastic seasons they've had. And, you know, now it's all well and good to start looking at it and go, you know, Ah, but he 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 he's shite really, and he's done, and you know he needs to move on, and blah blah blah. I mean, I just think it's you know they they've outdone all our expectations, you know, and it's um 
you know, throwing blame around is all well and good, but I don't know. I, I think someone like Xhaka, like Emmett said about the, uh, if you saw the All or Nothing documentary, which I'm sure you did, uh, Xhaka really impressed me uh, with the way he dealt with younger players and uh, got them riled up before games and, you know, spoke to them even even when, you know, he wasn't captain around else. He was always there in the dressing room and getting getting everybody going. I think he's done a great job the last couple of seasons. He's I'd done be a good job, him. Matt, on Zaka in particular. Mm. He's done a great job on him this year, you know, because he's yeah. transformed him, you know, yeah. as Craig says, he, he hadn't had the best. Yeah. And to be honest, yeah. was he even playing in the right position in those yeah. seasons as well? You know, since in this been... season as well to, you know, to, to get around the pitch, to get more forward. Yeah. So, he was goals and he was creating, creating goals as well. So, but look, I thought the best game for him, I think, yeah. was the two, what he set up for Odegaard uh, at home to Chelsea there a couple of weeks mm. ago. But that's only a few weeks ago. He's been doing that all season. Mm. Like, I mean, Grant Jacka is a product of Mikel Arteta's, uh, Arteta's coaching. The, the turnaround in Jacka has been a product of Mikel Arteta's man management and coaching, right? Mikel Arteta sees in Granit Xhaka that he has leadership quality. Okay, he doesn't get everything right in the pitch. And he has let us down on many occasions with red cards. But it is invaluable in a dressing room. I, I go back to 1989 when we won the league. And we got Kevin Richardson in. And all Arsenal fans said... What in the Jamin Nazes are we doing getting him in? He went from Everton in the 80s who won a league to Watford. A total downgrade. And we bring him in to try and win the league. But the influence that guy had on younger players was incredible. Every All of the younger players, Paul Merson, Michael Thomas, uh, David Rowcastle, they all spoke about how impressed they were with Richardson's attitude to the game. Yeah. Right? Ran a jacket is not a world-class player. But I tell you what, he's got a world-class attitude. Mm. And is it? he will come back, I guarantee you, and I might lose my hair over saying this, right? I guarantee you, he will be back in eight to ten years' time and we'll be interviewing him on the pitch as an Arsenal legend. Yeah. I'm telling you that now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you, Eamon. I think I think his leadership skills and um, what we're going to lose off the pitch and on the pitch, you know, it, it, we really miss it in that sense because, you know, I think the younger players definitely look up to him. But, um, it, yeah, it is a little bit of a worry. You know, you are losing the leader there in the squad. And, we put and why would he go? You know, why would he go? You know? Well, it, I don't know. You know, it's probably fair, family circumstances or whatever, but the major reports are that, is that he is going back to Leverkusen and Johnny. Right, right, right. At 31 years of age, after giving us seven years, right, he's probably thinking of himself at this stage and saying, okay, he can get a big money contract somewhere else. Would you blame him? I wouldn't. He has he has lived his Arsenal journey. He joined us when we were in the Champions League and he was part of the team that got back into the Champions League. So there's a kind of a beginning, a middle and an end to all this. It's sad to see him go, yeah. yeah. If he goes... He gets nothing. But and I, th- I think most Arsenal fans... I was at a game one time. Uh, I think we played... It was just after COVID. And every time he hit the ball, 
There was naysayers going to be like, oh, great pass, Jacket. You managed to find the player. I'm thinking, <laughs> Jesus Christ, what planet are they on? You know? Yeah. But I, th- I think um, I think most Arsenal fans in the stadium, um, say on Sunday, if Grand Jacket decided he was going to hit you up and play for, for another team, I think he would go with our very, very best wishes. I think, you know? Yeah, yeah like he's, he's yeah. been a great servant to the club. Yeah, uh, he would have been really... Can I just make one point? Just on, on something Matt said, he's been getting off the sports fans this week. Well, I've been getting off the United Liverpool fans. <laughs> I'm going to show you two league tables to see who the real fucking bottlers are. So, this has gone back 11 years ago with four games to go. My United were five points clear. That's bottling it. That's yeah. bottling it. Not what we do. That's bottling it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And another one as well, just to show. This is the league table after 25 games. Liverpool were five points clear. I needed one win to win the league. They also lost the league. Lost the league. Don't slip! Yeah, Don't bottlers. slip! Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, no doubt about it. And to be honest with you, the Tottenham fans that are, are slagging me, and there's one in particular who is just relentless, um, you know, they they have won the league title since 1961, which is closer to the 18th century than to now. Yeah. You know, absolutely. They won the league. They won the league in black and white, man. They did win the league in black and white. Yeah, <laughs> it's that bad. It's right. that. Bad. Craig and Jonathan, do you know what black and white was? Yeah. 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 Television pictures I'm, of you. I'm, I'm, I'm drinking it now, Guinness. That song, that song. Ah, ah, black and white was the best there, and Woody Pitches there. There's a couple of Liverpool fans in my job saying that this is a false position for us, and we'll be down in sixth place next season. Of course, we will. Let lads, 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 lads. It's the great, lads, isn't it great to see opposition fans? Be moaning us now. now. Oh, you know, yeah. they're talking about us with a threat now again. Well, yeah. Do you want me to sing now? <laughs> I was dreaming of the past. <laughs> Jealous guy. That's what that is. Look, jealousy gets you nowhere. Um, and let's just hope that we live up to this season or we're fucked. Um, no, to be honest, I can see he's winning the Champions League next year. Um, <laughs> I tell, you, I tell you, Craig, no. me, me and Eamon you know said it's easier, it's easier to win the Champions League than it is Absolutely. the league. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, then, Spurs got into a Champions League yeah. final. They're crap. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Tell you, me, it's, you, it's you not it's impossible. Don't the Champions impossible League. Yeah. It's impossible isn't impossible. You know, we probably, go out, we probably go out the group stage, but... <laughs> but William John Arsenal didn't didn't Arteta's tell him that he'd win the Champions League within four years? He did. He did. He did. Yeah. You know? So we shall see. Fair enough, it's been a great, let's be honest, lads. It's been a great three and a half years he's had as coach already. Yeah. yeah. You know, like let's be honest, we never thought he'd be this far ahead, you know, of rebuild the rebuilding process is really mm-hmm. well in gear now. I think yeah. if Granite Jacket does go I think he'll probably be the last of Arsene Wenger signings, won't he? That's that's still there. Can I ask you the question? Just maybe it's a little bit early to talk about this because you don't know who's going to sign in that. But you know, are you are you a bit concerned about the Premier League Champions League transition next year? No, no. If we strengthen right in the summer, summer. add another two or three players, you know, so you call on. I don't. I wouldn't be worried. No. Okay, so you have you have to look at the owners there, Craig, and say. 
they have backed the manager with investment. Um, we're going to have to, if, if we want Declan Rice, we're going to have to pay 85 million for him. Not 120 million. We're going to have to pay 85 million. Um, and if we spend that, you can't then go out and say, well, we spend 85 million on Casido as well. It's just not, just not going to happen. So you've got to be prudent in, in certain ways. But I think if we added four players to that squad, I think we have a real chance of being competitive on both fronts. I really do, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think um, I, I think we need to get kind of quite sanguine about this. I think um, other teams should be looking at us saying, how are, we, how are we going to get over them for the top four? We shouldn't be saying, how are we... How are we going to get over Chelsea for the top four? Would you give me a break? Would you seriously? How are we going to get over Tottenham for the top four? They're a mess, right? Man United are behind those in their trajectory. In terms of, they needed to burn the house down the way we did, but they only start realizing that recently. Yeah, Man United fans are convinced that they get a striker in, they're going to chance for the league next year. Ah, uh, listen, I, I I think they're delusional. To be honest with you, yeah. they blow very hot and cold under Ten Hag as well. You know, they can go on a run of two or three games, winning, and then they can lose two or three. You know, it's it's a very yeah, odd season. I, I, I would recommend one particular striker to Man United fans. Roy, Roy Rice. <laughs> Roy Rice. Roy no, Rice will get them. Roy, Roy Rice will get them there. He's know? under contract to the Rovers. He's never leaving. You know? Yeah, he, he, uh, he signed one of those lifetime contracts. Mel Chester Rovers, you know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think we should bring them back out of retirement. What what a team. I, I never remember. Did you get Roy Rice and Johnny Giles? They might win the Champions League. Yeah, I looked. Wenger turned me down in my heyday, and I, I, I never go back. <laughs> now, I have to say, myself and Eamon were in many a Emirates tournament that I scored goal after goal. We were just lucky not to win it. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll tell you what now. I, I was playing in front of you, and, and remember... You went down like a roll of lino, but you still got the saves in, you know? <laughs> Anything that I let through, you dealt with, you know? Yeah. <laughs> apart from the seven goals you conceded, but I'm apart from that, you know? <laughs> that, that was in my heyday. I hate to see what it would be like. <laughs> I, have say, I have to say, John, you, you were very brave that day as a goalkeeper. You were really brave, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that to the viewers. You were brave for actually turning up after the night you had before. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one fucking has one as a goal and goal. <laughs> I'm gonna tell Martin Craig, I'm gonna tell you. I'm walking down the Holloway Road with my kit bag, taking this seriously, like we're playing on the Emirates pitch in an international tournament, and then the next thing I see a taxi going by with five or six guys, you know. Paul Brown was Paul Brown was stripped um, uh, in his gear, even though he wasn't going to play. Right? I think listen, the rest of them were drinking hands. Like I'm thinking, what am I dealing with here? You know? Who did he think it was? John Terry, did he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, John Terry. I think, to be honest, Paul was more warming up for the bar than he was to pitch. I was eating green peppers at 10 o'clock in the morning for the big uh, vitamin C and I see this taxi going by me. Hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! <laughs> <laughs> in 
fact, if, if the license and laws says he'll be playing with today. I'm telling you, if the license and laws uh, back then had been the way they are now, they're going to have for a bottle of wine. <laughs> no, I have to say, I played. I don't think Eamon played the year before that. Uh, until Walcott's brother is actually playing, and before you said, I made a fucking work back and save against him. Um, I think we, we got to the quarterfinals that year. I think we got to the final with Eamon. <laughs> we came close enough. <laughs> we scraped the bottom of the table. Uh, Jonathan, are you on hallucinogenic substances? <laughs> I feel the Terry Venables one coming out. <laughs> nah, no, Terry Venables, no. No, 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 no. He, he, he's speaking grab the, that the great player. He's got feet. <laughs> he's got an head, and he can go high and low. Anyway. What else we discussed? Um, no, so after Sunday's final defeat, and uh, we, we talked a couple bit of discussion there in that one. Um, we're in second place on 81 points, and City are top with 85. Um, the title isn't over yet, we can still win it by two points. <laughs> I still think City can slip up, I'm still living in hope. Oh, Anything can happen. You know, you still have to keep believing. Um, I'm not, I'm not giving up yet. I've a hundred pounds. <laughs> um, as I see, Eamon there. <laughs> so frustrating. Um, we move on <laughs> to uh, Nottingham Forest uh, <laughs> away on Saturday, uh, five thirty. Um, both our Forest already are coming into into a bit of form, aren't they? They won um, 4-3 against Southampton there a uh, couple of weeks ago in night football and they drew 2 all against Chelsea there at the weekend. Um, they're currently three points from the drop zone. Uh, I think they're probably going to stay up for us. I think they'll probably win. They'll, they'll probably get a win on the last day, you know, um, if they don't beat us on Saturday. I think they're safe enough. I think Steve Cooper's done a pretty decent job considering he's had 22 players to mix in, you know, in a season, which is always difficult going. Um, we won 5 0 in October against them. Uh, Reese Hansen got a, a couple on it, Martinelli. Um, I'd like to think that we'll go out there on Saturday after the defeat on Sunday, like Brighton done after they lost Everton. I think we'll put in a performance and get the fans back on side, you know. Anytime we've lost, kind of like that, we've come back pretty strong. So I'd be kind of thinking that 3 0 to the Arsenal. <laughs> um, I think we'll have enough to beat Forest um, and keep the title alive, title dream still alive for another weekend. Um, Eamon, how do you see it going? Do you see uh, a big performance? I'll, I'll, I'll do this very quick. I do this very quickly. I know Mikel was very hurt by what happened at the weekend. So rather than just put our slippers on and see the season out, I think both himself and the players will want to respond and get six points for the next two games as a thank you to the fans. Because yeah. he apologised to the fans for what happened at the weekend. And on that basis, we're better than Nottingham Forest, but they're struggling, um, and I'd, I, I'd go for a 2-1. Two, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, I can see it performing. <clears throat> um, Matt, how do you see it going on um, Saturday? Yeah, I, I, you know, I was completely wrong with the result last, or the result on Sunday, obviously. Uh, but... Yeah, I'm going to go for a 3-1. I think, yeah, they will be 
very, very hurt to what happens. I think they'll go out and they'll put on a good show. Forest are struggling. Uh, but they, they're after getting a couple of good good results recently. And uh, they're probably on a bit of a high. I think they're almost there, almost safe enough. So they will be looking to fight for the three points. But I don't see them bothering us too much. I think we'd be too strong for them. Uh, so I would I would hope a 3-1 there or thereabouts. Yeah, you'd expect a strong performance, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, uh, Craig, how do you see it going yourself on Saturday? Do you see a big response from Sunday's defeat? Um, I, I do and I don't. Um, <laughs> I think Here's it's going to be a very, very, very tough game. Um, Forest needs some sort of result, I think, to stay up. So I think they'd be bang up for it. As, as for their players, because they want to respond from you know the weekend's defeat. But um, I think we've struggled against Forest in recent times, especially in the FA Cup. I think they beat us twice over the last four years um, and the fact that they probably needed to win a lot more than we do I can, I can my prediction be 2-2 I think uh, I think Forrest will, will make a point against us yeah it's, it's just, you know you, you can look at it both ways you know the players come out and uh, you know respond to last week's defeat or they kind of feel sorry for themselves you know and it might end up in a draw or a loss, like I think, I think we, we we will be towards the last day of the season, you know. Which if we got a point on Saturday and uh, a win the week after, we finished eighty five points, which is an unbelievable season, you know. But uh, I just think the fact that they they really really need a result, I think, this might end up in a few losses. Yeah, they're tough to beat at home first as well, aren't they? Mm. Um, yeah, you just never know what way we would come out, you know. But, you know. But, Arteta, I'm sure, will be t- turning them over to. Hope. He can make a lot of changes on Saturday. I think he, I think he's uh, making a few changes. That, that that you know, I think he he needs to because the players didn't do well last week. I think there's a few couple of players that can come in, you know, when maybe deserve a little bit of chance. Turney might be a, a problem. I think he was holding his hamstring there, wasn't he? Near the very end as well, he pulled up there. So hopefully he's not. Um, that could be his last game for Arsenal by the looks of it. Um, Newcastle are knocking on the door in Villa. Um, it's just a, 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 a bit disappointed as well, briefly. Um, some of the fans leaving early uh, on Sunday as well, you know. Terrible. After what the players have given them all season, you know, I thought they could have stayed, you know, stayed around, you know, like you'd expect that at the end of last season, you know, but... See, I think that probably hurt or tattered a bit, you know. I say, you know, after all the effort they put in over 36 games, you think you'd stick to, you know, like because that was the only game you could say this season aside from the two city games, and they were marginal in, the, in itself. But that was the only game I've seen us really not perform of all 36 games, you know. So it was a bit disappointing to see the, the exodus there, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Arsenal women won against Brighton at the weekend, um, so that kind of eased the wounds a bit. Um, is there anything else that um, you'd like to mention uh, tonight, uh, Arsenal-wise, or anything else? Um, a quick one I'd like to ask the, uh, ask you all is, um, you know, players who are going to be leaving in the summer, uh, a lot of players who haven't been getting game time. You mentioned Kieran Tierney. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe, do you think he's going to leave? Um, I can't see it happening. To be honest, no. I, I, 
I, I think we will move on, on to somewhere, Matt. I think uh, we need to get rid of a lot of the squad players. You know, I, I love Emma Smith Rowe, I really do. Mm. And he's going to be a smashing player, but again, like who, who's he going to start ahead of next year? Yeah, and you look well, at your right, right. right. Can, can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Right. Go on, yeah. This is the transfer market. What do you think we should get for it, Mills? Um, I, I think realistically, you're talking 40, 45 million. And then hopefully, if you do sell them for that type of money, are you, getting, are you going to get a buyback? Well, hold on a second now. Just, just flesh this out now for a second, right? So, West Ham are looking for 120 million for Declan Rice. And you're telling me that Amir Fitzgerald <laughs> is only one third as good as Declan Rice. But, but no, you think you get more than 45 million for, for Smith Rowe, do you? I, I think we should keep him, by the way, because mm. I, think, I think he's a superstar. Yeah. yeah. No, right. we should keep him. But if, if I was selling him, I wouldn't take anything less than 60 million for him. Hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but we haven't been good sellers in the past, have we? No, but that's the past. Here's I mean, one for you, lads. People need to understand the. The product that fucking Edu and Arteta were handed was a shit show. Mm. I agree with you. Right. Emmons went wrong. Imagine if Chelsea wanted to sign him. Hang on a second now. Let's just talk about Mudrick versus Smith Rowe, shall we? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know I'd rather have him meet him. Yeah. Yeah. There's your answer. You know? Yeah. yeah. So we still don't know Eamon in fairness. We still don't know what Mudrick's about neither because he hasn't. No, had but we do know what Smith Rowe's about. That's the point. Look, yeah. I, I think, being honest with you, Craig, is a point. He could be another Jack Wilshire where he constantly gets injured. Is he worth having around if he's not going to get a full seat? You know what I mean? Like, it's a fair point. No, I, 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 you don't understand the game. Eh? No, if, if that's your attitude, you don't understand the game. Well, why? The why, reason why Jack Wilshire. If you've got a good prize to me, listen. Your mouth is frozen, but you keep talking, right? You're like a chocolate. Why wouldn't you sell him if you had a good price and you could buy rice? The reason why Jack Wilshere was one of the most outstanding players of any generation. He was great. Sorry. (laughs) I can hear a squeak in my ear. Jack Wilshere. Jack Jack Wilshere's problem with getting injured was he was so brave. Jack Wilson's problem was he was so brave on the ball, he was so brave on the ball that he took it too far into contact and his ankles got hammered. That was Jack's problem. He just took it an extra touch into contact and everybody knew he was that good and his ankles got hammered. Liam Brady was a bit better than Jack Wilshere. Liam Brady got rid of the ball just before that. That's the difference. That's the difference. I just want to make two points, Eamon, there. Just... One, I, I completely understand. I completely get where you're coming from. I love Smith Rowe, and I did. You know, he's an outstanding player. But one, the last six or seven months when he's been back fit, he hasn't got as many minutes as he should have. So I don't think the boss trusts him as much as the likes of Sacker and Martinelli. And then two, if we do keep him for another season, which, you know, next year, and he doesn't get many minutes again, his value dep- depreciates. I think because he had such a good season last year, you know, when he was fit, I think his stock is high. I think you might get 45, 50 million. And I think if that's going to fund a second midfielder or Rice, I think you have to do it. Yeah. I would, I, I would, no, I agree with you, Craig. But I would just go more than 45, 50 million. If West Ham are looking for 120 million for Declan Rice, well, I can tell you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like if, if they're looking for 120 million, I think 60 and Smith Rowe is fair to know because I think he is worth 55, 60 million. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I brought it up now. I just. No, it's a discussion. <laughs> no, I just. You know, you see a player. Well, like... To be honest, he was one of the players, uh, Matt, that the Telegraph mentioned today. Mm. Emil Smith Rowe, the midfielders, and Thomas Carty is one that. Who mentioned uh, that? Uh, who was it? The Telegraph. They mentioned the ones that they. No, who, who's the journalist? That's Sam Dane again. It's Sam Dane again, is it? It is, yes. The one who blamed Granite Jacket. I mean, come on. Like, you know. If you don't read any journalists, seriously now. Who would you get? I'm who would you say get? It, like, if you don't read any journalists, I haven't known. He's a very respected journalist. And he's, very, yeah, he's a great journalist. Fantastic. But it, it, he's not a rod little that runs off with a young one from his missus, right? If you don't read any journalist that has an inside knowledge about the Arsenal, <laughs> I don't mean the he online had, ones. He actually had tries at Arsenal when he was under a winger. Sure, I had tries. And I, I made it to the start in 11, but I had to turn it down. If, if you're going to read any journalist that knows anything about the Arsenal, Right, Eamon Danley. I'm not a journalist, although you're you're the wannabe journalist. Like, <laughs> like, I have to say, I any journalist that knows anything. Eamon, Eamon walk into his P45 tonight. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. <laughs> read either John Cross, read either John Cross in the mirror or Amy Lawrence. Yeah, read them too. No, you get all you need Sam Dean is for me. He's a top journalist. He did say we wouldn't win the league. There you go. Yeah, it's all to Gary Neville. <laughs> he yeah. also wanted Mikel Arteta out for Antonio Conte last Christmas. Oh, listen. Yeah. <laughs> so did you, by the way. Who would you get out of forward so fast? Would you get rid of Pepe and Balogun? Well, I mean, I, I'd, I'd certainly, I, I don't think Pepe is going to come back anyway, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Balogun uh, has done well in the French League, but it's the French League. Yeah. You know, there's a massive, massive difference between that and the Premier League. And um, so if they could get a few quid for him, it wouldn't bother me too much. He hasn't been in the first team uh, and they're able to get 25, 30 million for him. Fantastic. You know, I'd hate to lose Smith Rowe, by the way. I'd absolutely hate to lose him. I'd, sorry, Steve just decided to show up here. Um, <laughs> right, hate, Steve, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't, he doesn't. Um, but I'd hate to lose Smith Rowe, I genuinely would. And I'd hate to lose, I, uh, I'd hate to lose someone like Nelson as well. I, I love, I love having homegrown players there. I love players that come up through Hayland, come up through the Utes, you know, play together yeah. for years. Um, it's great to see in a club. I've always said that when, when our, whenever, whenever Arsenal were successful, they always had a hard core of homegrown players. They always yeah. had your Adams, your Parler, your Rokas, and your, you know, uh, all these players who the club meant something to them. You know, they came up through the ranks. They wanted to be there. They're there since they were, you know, eight years old. They signed, they signed for the club, you know, like what Saka did and, and so on. Remember today, Matt, that he's going to Palace to, I don't know if they replace Zaha or Gwyn is the kind of option, and you know, because Zaha's been around somewhere, it looks like. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. It would be sad to see him go, but mm. I think as a squad player, he'd be, he'd be very good to have, you know, but, you know, if he goes on to someone else, like the likes of Palace or a West Ham or something like that, you know, is he going to, 
Is he going to have a better career there? I don't think he's so. Are you talking about Nelson, are you? Yeah, Nelson, sorry. Yeah, yeah no, I'd, I'd like, look, I, I'd love him to have a good career. He did He did have a... Eamon brought it up there a couple of weeks ago. He had a bad attitude for a couple of years, you know, and uh, couldn't break into the squad and that. But he has come in this year on a few occasions and actually done pretty well. And he's he's got the kind of, uh, I don't know, he's got a bit of a, a sack of vibe to him when he when he plays and when he plays the way he can. You know, he seems to, he controls the ball very well. He can cut inside very well, uh, like he's shown a couple of times this season. Oh, I'd hate to lose him from the squad. And I do understand that he's probably going to move on. I've no doubt he'll move on. Uh, but uh, I'd, li- I'd like to see, you know, keep, keep him maybe for another season See if he can develop. See if he can push his way into the squad at all. Maybe to challenge Martinelli or back up Saka or whatever else, you know, rather than spending the money on a massive name signing who, like Mudrick, <laughs> is not, you know, may not adapt, may not adapt to it, you know. Players with, with Arsenal in their hearts are the ones that, you know, I'd like to have a good a good number of them in the squad. But look, it is what it is. We We'll have to just see. Same goes for Smith Rowe. If he's not getting game time, he's going to want game time. I'd love to see him stay there. Uh, but, you know, if you're going to bring in someone like Declan Rice, it just makes his chances even less again, you know. Um, so we just have to see. We just have to see, unfortunately. Yeah, anyway, look, there's no, there, there, there isn't much point in making about all this because we're going to finish the league. I think Craig is probably right with 85 points. Hmm. You know, yeah. there's you not much point in playing again. Let the summer be the summer. Let's just let's enjoy. Just enjoy let's, let's just enjoy what the team brought to us this season. Mm. And what they brought to us this season was hope, mm. excitement, passion, commitment, and a sense of belonging. The connection with the team and the fans was mm. something that, Craig, you probably never witnessed. No, you know? that, that, I think no, that's why I, 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 I haven't witnessed this year, decades. I think that's why I hurt a lot this year, Eamon, because yeah, you know, as a young fan, as such, I'm still 27 years of age, and I'm not young really anymore. But uh, yeah, you're you holding out well in fairness to you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, your, your father will tell you the connection between the team and the fans this year, and that's something generated by. Arteta and I do. But the young fans yeah. have been generated as well. I don't know if Johnny, it might be a bit before your time, but I read something today that there was something similar in the George Graham area where they came very close to winning the league. And then the summer came and George Graham got all the wannabes out and then replaced them. And then they won the league the year after. Am I right in saying that? Well, we won it in 89 and then we won it again in 91. Yeah, but 80, 87, 88, hmm. we were in that kind of phase that we we're in now. Liverpool were as good as Man City are now. Yeah. And 87, yeah. 88, we kind of, we were their likely challengers and we fell short, you know? Yeah. And 88, 89, we did something different, you know? Um, Is that the year you got rid of Charlie Nicholas and all? The year yeah. before? Yeah. 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 And that, that was controversial, wasn't it? Well, Char- Charlie was our darling. Char- Charlie gave us excitement in bad times. You've got to remember this, you know? Mm-hmm. Matt, you can remember Charlie lit up our lives when we were shot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, you got to remember this. You know, look, it doesn't matter now. Look, the, the message I'm leaving viewers with is they allowed us to dream, and the dream it's is the hope that kills. Is, is the, 
I never get excited like this ever again. Johnny Giles is going to see the show out singing I'm a Dreamer. I've got to give you a piece of personal advice on this show because we're a kind of humanitarian show, I'd like to think. You need to take a step back from it and say, they at least allowed us a dream and we're going in the right direction. So let's all stick together with a unity of purpose and keep moving forward. I have to say, you never hear it better, sir. <laughs> um, in terms, hopefully after Saturday, lads, there'll be an abundance of Wolves tickets. So contact Damon if one comes about. Um, no, I think to be honest, regardless if the league's over, now, I think it'd be a full house. Henry, <coughs> the team deserve you know good send off. Yeah, you know, without without set. To applaud that team off the park for what they've given us this season. Yeah, fair luck. No. The, the aim was Champions League football. And they've achieved it, so it's it's mission accomplished for this year at least. Yeah. My only regret about this season is that UEFA didn't come along and say it's only top two into the Champions League. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be so? That would have been nice. That would have been nice. Imagine if City got fifteen points deducted out them on the last day. Oh, by the know. way, <laughs> by the way, the way it was in the early Wenger years when it was only top two. That's right, it was only top two. Yeah, you yeah. had to qualify, didn't you? Only yeah. the tour team qualified, wasn't it true? Qualifiers, was it? Yeah. Was Craig's doing team? yoga on the couch there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's doing zen. <laughs> anyway, so whoever killed us. You've got here in your head, Craig, so you've got one over. <coughs> it's what you were saying about the top two. If you recall, obviously, you know, most Arsenal or most uh, older Arsenal fans will remember you had the European Cup, you had the UEFA Cup, and you had the yeah. Cup Winners Cup. Yeah. And they were prestigious, yeah. prestigious trophies. Everybody wanted to win every one of them. Yeah. yeah. What the Champions League has done now, or what UEFA have done by, you know, if you finish third in your group, you know, you go down into the Europa League. It's like it's go on. You can you can have a go at this shite competition as such, and it's demeaned the competitions. You know, you had the European Cup, which are top two. Yeah. yeah. The UEFA Cup, which are third and fourth. And you had the Cup Winners' Cup. And they were all prestigious trophies that people wanted to win. I think they totally destroyed it. Champions League is a great competition, but they destroyed it's it. with the greed, Matt. You know, UEFA mm. got greedy because they saw yeah. such a big product, didn't they? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I still, I still think it was good when it was just the Champions, you know, yeah. the, you know, it's not really the Champions League really anymore, is it, when you've got shite in it at the start, yeah. It's great the way we can still qualify for it, you know, like it's exciting for us fans, you know, you get a chance mm. to see, you know, uh, we haven't witnessed this since 2016, you yeah. know. So, go, but, go, but go back to Matt's point and uh, before we finish, before we kill everybody from uh, listenership, right? <laughs> when we won oh, the Cup in when, when we won the Cup in Cup in 94, do you remember the euphoria we had? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it was a European competition yeah. for yeah. those who won the FA Cup or the equivalent in their country, yeah. and it was fantastic. The Champions League was the start of this. Yeah. Let's get let's let's get money rolling in Europe, and yeah. look, it is what it is. But we're in it now. Yeah, we're not yeah. we're not complaining about it because we're not in it because we're in it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we'd be, um, uh, I know myself, Matt and uh, Eamon would be in the River Bar Saturday, so uh, anyone listening to this, you're more than welcome to come in. 
5.30 and then we've only one more game there, 4.30 uh, against Wolves, um, the following Sunday then. Uh, it's been a quick nine months, I'll tell you that. Um, I'd just like to thank uh, tonight, it's been a long show tonight, so um, I thank the listeners for sticking us out. Um, I hope you haven't lost the 3,000 subscribers during this hour long show. Um, any, I'd like to ask the listeners as well, um, please comment on any content that you like added to the show for uh, next season onwards. Anything new will be welcome, you know, uh, to make the show enjoyable for you as a listener. So um, please uh, give any feedback, please. Um, I'd like to thank Craig, uh, Matt and Eamon for your contributions um, Much appreciated as always. Um, cut our show on the Dublin Arsenal YouTube channel, Spotify, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Thanks to Martin Stumble for editing and putting it up there. Um, without Martin, you know, there wouldn't be um show up. Uh, beyond the last man with Martin, hopefully you'll have a show back soon. But you can catch all the other episodes there on um YouTube. Uh, check out our sponsor, Bannon Sports Direct. As always, uh, trustarsenal.com. Please check them out. Pat McLaughlin, they're doing a good job. And uh, the River Bar, of course, is our official supporters bar. Uh, and to sing us out, Eamon, hit it there. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to sing us out tonight. I think it should be, I'm going to give you one verse of a Radiohead song. <laughs> oh, no. It's like the one on Father Ted. Remember no. when, um, Father when, Dave. Uh, when, when Tommy Tiernan <laughs> yeah. uh, was, was totally depressed and he was gone and Ted talked him up into seeing the positives in life. <laughs> then he got on the back of the bus and he said, um, could you turn on the radio there? And he got the following. Wake from your sleep before your father hears us. Ah, Ted! <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Look, we're all okay. We're all good. I think we've lost all our subscribers. Right. Good night, lads. Good night, lads. Good night. Have right. a good week. Uh, see you next week. Take care. Thanks, Cheers, lads. Have a good Take week. Care. Cheers. Take it easy.